welcome to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, Faith Over Fear broadcast. We pray this presentation is a blessing to you as we grow together through studying and rightly dividing God's living word. Thank you for tuning in with us. And now, here's your host, Pastor Vance Mansfield. Thank you for tuning back into the podcast. I'm Pastor Vance Mansfield, and today we're going to talk about the wise man buildeth his house upon the rock. We're going to go through this parable and talk about what Jesus actually meant when he talked about building on the rock and the sand. In Luke chapter four or chapter six, verse 46, excuse me, it said, and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say. Whosoever cometh to me and heareth my sayings and doeth them, I will show to you, or I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and dig deep and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon the house and could not shake it for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth which the stream did beat vehemently and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. Now he's talking about those of us that hear the word and obey and those of us that hear the word and don't obey. When he gives a command or when we read something that he has commanded us to do and we're disobedient to it, then it is building us. We are the house. See, the Bible said that we are the tabernacle of God. We are the house that is made without hands or the house that was built without human hands, right? Because we are built by God. And part of the building process is the foundation of the word. That's why uh, when you look at the new Jerusalem that John saw coming down from God out of heaven as a bride adorned for her husband, it said the foundation of the walls of the city had the 12 apostles' names written therein. It's symbolic to simply say that the foundation of the walls of that city are built on the message, the doctrine, and the teaching of the apostles. And it said that Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone of this church that is being built. We build each other and build us 
through the word. It's all done through the word. So when we're reading the word and we act upon the word, then we are like a, what one of the versions said, one of the gospels said is a wise builder. Okay. So it has so much to do with receiving the word and acting upon the word. There are a lot of words that are given uh, that we don't always want to act upon. Okay. Like uh, love your enemy, you know, that's a really hard one for a lot of people. Uh, and that was a hard one for me for a while, probably to act upon or to obey or to do see love your neighbor as yourself. That's, that's not always an easy one. There are a lot of issues that we go through that we kind of bypass the word of God for And what happens is when we bypass and we're disobedient to the word, then it gets us into a world of trouble. It absolutely gets us into a world of trouble because when the, when the stream and the stream that it was talking about, uh, is, is just, you you could, you could look at that. See, it's all, uh, parabolic, right? There, there is not a literal stream that is going to beat you to death. But what the stream is, is a never-ending flow of opposition. It's a never-ending flow of opposition. See, when the enemy comes in like a flood, then God will raise up a standard against him. How does he raise up the standard against him? It's through the word. It's through the word that you have in you. The stream, in this case, is speaking of a perpetual flow of opposition. And when that perpetual flow of opposition hits you and beats on you, then if your house is built on sand or if your house is built on without a foundation then it will knock you down see when when you build an and like a natural house is let's say if you're going to build a natural house And you just build this thing. If you just lay uh, boards down on the ground or you just lay bricks down on the ground and you don't pour what is called a footer or a foundation and you don't set the cornerstone, if you don't make it square, then this thing is not only going to be crooked, but it's going to sink and it's going to settle And over time, when all of this pressure is applied, it's going to start to crumble. And then let's just imagine that an actual stream of water hits this house. It's going to collapse it. It's going to absolutely destroy it. But if it's built with a good footer and a good solid foundation that goes into the earth, it goes into good ground and it's solid And it's square. It gives it structural integrity. When these things come, then the house can stand. 
you are the house that has got to be built on solid truth, not particles. See, it said the foolish man buildeth his house upon the sand, and when the winds come, it blows it over, uh, which is one of the other parables. Uh, one of the other gospels rendered it uh, the foolish man building his house on the sand. The sand is, in fact, particles of truth. And when you build your life and yourself on particles of truth, then you crumble. You've got to be built on whole truth. See, Jesus said, Jesus was called the rock. Peter was actually called, the apostle Peter was actually called the Petra. When he said, whom Jesus said, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah uh, or one of the prophets. And he said, Peter, who do you say that I am? And he said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him and said, Blessed art thou Simon Barjona, which was actually his name, Simon. For flesh and blood is not revealed this, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Okay, Peter is the Greek word Petros. And it means piece of rock. Jesus was called the rock. He was actually called the Petra. That was the Greek word, Petra. And it means rock or like the rock, the solid rock. When he said, upon this rock, I'll build my church, he was not saying upon the Petros. He was actually saying upon the revelation that Petros received, which was thou art the Christ the son of the living God. I will build my church on you understanding and hearing from the father whole truths. That's, that's what the, the revelation see flesh and blood is not revealed this unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. And I say unto you it upon this rock, I'll build my church. What rock upon the Petra The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And then he went on to tell him, I'll give unto thee the keys of the kingdom and whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatsoever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he charged his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Okay. The rock that we build on is Christ. It is Jesus. That is the solid foundation. That is the uh, footer, if you will. See, he was the firstborn among many brethren. He was called the first fruit, the firstborn. Uh, the cornerstone, the rock. He was called all of these things. And they're all symbolic to meaning something. And usually a lot of these names are actually tied into a lot of these parables uh, that he gave to use a natural thing to explain uh, a spiritual thing. And the spiritual thing is that when opposition comes your way, if you don't have the word inside of you and a solid foundation of truth, not something that's true, but truth. See, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man cometh unto me, or cometh unto the Father, but by me. Okay? You cannot get into God 
unless you go through Jesus, which was called the door. You see, that's why he's called the door. You have to pass through him. You have to pass through accepting him. You have to pass through accepting that he is the Christ, that he, when he was in flesh, that he was what was called the son of God. You have to accept these. And around the world, it's really hard for a lot of people to accept that fact. But he is the door. And the only way to get in is through that door. And then we build upon that door or from that foundation. We start at, yes, I receive him. I accept that he was more than a prophet. I accept that he was more than a good man. I accept more than just he was born and walked on the earth. I accept that he was the son of God. I accept that he was born of a virgin. I accept that he was the fullness of the Godhead bodily. See, that's what Colossians said in Colossians 2.9. In him dwelleth all fullness of the Godhead bodily. See, he was more than just a prophet. He was more than just a man. He was, in actuality, the fullness of the Godhead wrapped in flesh. It was all contained in him. That's just the principal foundation. Now, when you listen to some of our other studies, we talk about laying aside the elementary teachings of salvation and the doctrines of Christ and the doctrines of baptism. Because once we understand that, we, we lay the next level of block. We start building, right? So we understand what he is. And that is a, think of that as like a row of bricks or a, a row of block. If you're going to build a house out of uh, b- blocks, and then we move on to the next thing. Lay aside the doctrines of baptism. That's another row. Once we understand baptism, we move on. We don't sit there and harp on that all day and night for every day of our lives. We move past that. And the laying on of hands. We understand that if any be sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray the prayer of faith and they'll anoint their head with oil and the prayer of, uh, prayer of faith shall uh, heal the sick. We understand that. We believe in prayer. We believe in miracles. We believe in healing. We see it happen. We have testimonies. Uh, and doctor reports to confirm that this stuff happens. That's another block. That's another row. So once we understand that, we don't sit there and harp on that all night. We move past that. Let us lay aside the uh, teachings of the resurrection of the dead. We understand the process of resurrection. We understand the uh, first resurrection. We understand the last, what was called the last resurrection. We understand all of these uh, resurrections in between. And we understand when we were resurrected. Already done. So we lay that foundation and we move on. And Paul said, let us move on to perfection. So once, once we lay that foundation, once you have that foundation laid, we just keep moving forward. See, your house isn't going to do you any good if, it, if it's half built. If there's no roof on it, it's not going to keep the weather out in your natural house. If you don't have a roof on your house, you're going to get wet. Okay, you're going to get, things are going to, when storms come, things are going to fly in. You're going to be subject to all of the elements, all of the weather, everything. It's got to have a roof. And so many churches in so many places build half houses. They only go up so far and then they stop building. We don't want to do that. We want to build the house. See, what is the house that you will build me? That's what God said. Well, we want to build a solid foundation. We want to build a house that will protect us from whatever comes our way. 
And part of that protection is putting the roof on it, putting the mercy seat on the top of the ark, right? When you put the, put the roof on it, that is when you start to move into perfection. That's where you really start to move into where God wants you. And then whatever comes your way cannot affect you because you have the word. See, when the devil came to Jesus to tempt him, the Bible said that Jesus went into the wilderness 40 days and nights to be tempted of the devil. And after he got real hungry, that's when he came to him. And he said, if you be the son of man, make these stones bread. And Jesus looked at him. He didn't respond out of his own will. He was the fullness of the Godhead, but he responded with the word. Satan, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He didn't come up with some fancy answer. He quoted him a scripture. And he didn't just quote him a scripture that he'd memorized in Bible class. He quoted him a scripture that was alive inside of him. Here's something that I have learned over the years. If you don't have the revelation of the scripture, the scripture doesn't have any power in you. Okay, now what does that mean? It means that if the scripture is not alive in you, if it's not quickened, it's what the King James called quickened, if it's not made alive inside of you, where you have become one with that word, with that understanding. See, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He didn't say that you wouldn't live by bread. He's just simply stating that his life has to deal with the word of God. And when we understand that, then it doesn't matter what's said or done to us. We understand God's promise. We understand what God is going to do. We understand that God is working on our behalf to make good out of what the devil intends to make bad. Okay. So when that is alive in you, then you can respond with that scripture and you can say satan it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of god seek ye first his righteousness the kingdom of god and his righteousness then all these things will be added unto you see if we stay focused on the kingdom of god we stay focused moving forward into god we don't worry about where our money's coming from we don't worry about uh how we're going to pay the electric bill and we're here in Fort Worth, Texas, where it's really hot. And we have an air conditioner at home uh, that just cannot seem to keep up with the heat in the summertime. So it never turns off. And when I first moved here, my thought was, my God, this thing's not going to turn off. This electric bill is going to be so high we can't pay it. And then the electric bill came and it was pretty high and we paid it. It just worked out. We, got, we were blessed. God blessed me and my job. And we had the money that we needed to survive and live and eat and all of these things because we were totally 100% focused on fulfilling the perfect will of God in our lives. And it has everything to do with seeking God and applying his word. See, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. I said, I want to be in that scripture. I am not going to beg to eat. It's not the will of God for me to starve to death. It's not the will of God for me to be broke and poor. It's not the will of God for any of these things that are in opposition to what God is doing through us to happen. And we understand that. You have got to come to the place where you have these scriptures. You study these scriptures. These scriptures are alive in you. That's the purpose of these studies, to take something 
and help you to understand that you can build on this truth. And when these things happen, they will not in any size, way, shape, or form move you or shake you. See, Paul said, none of these things move me. He was being faced with all kinds of opposition. And he made the statement and he said, none of these things move me. I am not moved by anything that comes my way. I'm not moved by anything that happens to me, anything that I see because I walk by faith. I don't walk by sight. It makes no difference what I see. What, what do I see God doing is what I have to look at. And we're in what the news media is calling an absolute crisis uh, with this COVID-19 thing. I, that doesn't move me at all. I don't walk by sight. I walk by faith. And I walk by nothing by any means shall harm me. See, that's the scripture. Nothing by any means shall harm me. That's a solid foundation to walk by. By his stripes, I, I was already healed. And I walk in that healing. See, that's the scripture. That's made alive in me. I believe that. I live that. Nothing by any means shall harm me. By his stripes, I am healed. But if, if I... Uh, and I'm going to give you an example of an opposite to that to show you the sand or the uh, or the the house that's built without a foundation. And maybe if you've heard this or you know people that say this or you say this, you'll take a you'll reconsider the way you say this. This is a sand. See, it's particles of truth. The people that say, "Well, if it's God's will, I'll be healed." Well, of course, it's God's will. That's why he took the stripes. By his stripes, you are healed. See, of course it's his will. But the idea of saying, oh, if it's God's will, it gives a cop out for the devil to, to stop your healing because of doubt. See, that's doubt. That's all that is. It's, it's sand. It's particles of truth. It's, it's an unstable foundation. So I, I just wanted to give you an example of a solid foundation as opposed to a uh, not so solid foundation. Well, we pray that this broadcast is a blessing to you. And if you would like to make a donation and help us continue to do this, you can go to pastorvancemansfield.com and whatever God has laid on your heart, be obedient to that and watch God bless you. Uh, we look forward to continuing these and we have some guests that are going to be coming on uh, very shortly. Uh, we have uh, an, an absolute prophet of God, a real life, current day, present day prophet of God that we are going to be bringing on. Uh, we have some other guests from around the country that are going to be coming on and doing some very powerful teaching. So look for those. We'll be advertising those right before they air. Uh, and until the next time, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. We pray it has been a blessing to you all. Do not forget to like us and follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Be sure to check out our podcast titled Faith Over Fear with Pastor Vance Mansfield on all of your favorite stations. If you are not a partner yet and you would like to join this mighty move of God across the nations, go now to our website, PastorVanceMansfield.com to create a special partnership with the work of God's kingdom 
And you can write to us making your checks payable to the Vance Mansfield Ministries Outreach Church, P.O. Box 8882, Fort Worth, Texas 76124. And remember, it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom.